All right, guys, today we've got another special Seller Strategies Masterclass, this time all about advanced analytics for Amazon sellers, especially using the tools Market Tracker and Listing Analyzer. This is gonna be a great episode, guys, so get ready to implement some super cool strategies that'll help you increase your sales on Amazon. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Did you know that just because you have a keyword in your listing, that does not mean that you are automatically guaranteed to be searchable, or as we say, indexed for that keyword. Well, how can you know what you are indexed for and not? You can actually use Helium 10's index checker to check any keywords you want. For more information, go to h10.me forward slash index checker. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. And I've got our second or kind of third in a series that we're doing uh, monthly called the Seller Strategies masterclass. Now, the first ones were great, a lot of great feedback. Uh, a couple of them went viral, actually. It's one of our most viewed uh, podcast episodes that we did on YouTube. So if you haven't seen that yet, I highly recommend going there. It was two episodes all about Cerebro. There was 25 killer keyword research strategies there. Um, I believe those are episodes 382 and 383, somewhere um, like that. So just go to our YouTube channel, look for Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. Look for episodes 382, 383, must-see episodes about 25 different keyword research strategies you can use. Now, today we're going to dive deep into two different tools. Um, the last time I had to do this in two episodes, but I think I, I can knock everything out in one episode. And these tools are Listing Analyzer and Market Tracker. And these are um, Amazon Analytics tools, all right? You know, now, some of our tools like Cerebro is also for Walmart.com. Uh, today, we are speaking about things uh, specifically for those selling on the different Amazon uh, marketplaces. Uh, these tools uh, work on multiple marketplaces, you know, Europe, USA, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now, again, th these strategies is not like a step-by-step -step how to use, you know, listing analyzer, how to use market track. We got plenty of videos, but what I do in these seller strategy masterclasses is I give you guys like kind of problems that this tool can solve. Like what, does this tool do that you need to be doing for your business? And even if you're not a Helium 10 member, what, if you're using a different tool, stay tuned, guys. I mean, don't don't tune out just because you don't, uh, you know, subscribe to Helium 10. But, you know, whatever tool that you do use, hopefully it has some of this functionality um, as well. And you should be doing it or somehow figure out how to do this manually because these are important ways to, to analyze your competition to analyze your own listings, uh, et cetera. So let's go ahead and hop right into it, all right? Uh, I think, let me see, I, I have written out here how many strategies I wanted to do. I've got 11. So uh, I believe there's gonna go, we're gonna have 11 different strategies today, all right? The first one, the first tool that we're gonna look at is Listing Analyzer, uh, one of my favorite new tools that we've launched in the last couple of years. And this first uh, method, Strategy number one is how to get top level information on your product 
while seeing if critical events like reviews or category change have had an effect on sales. That is a mouthful. I don't know why I tried to cram everything in one there, but that's strategy number one. Let's go ahead and hop into Listing Analyzer and see how you can do that. If you have your Amazon account connected to Helium 10, all you have to do is you can select it from here under select my products to add. You'll have a list of your own products, all right? So I selected our coffin shelf. And then what happens here is the magic, all right? So top level information. The first thing you're gonna see is different, um, different, you know, important information like how, what the review rating is, the listing quality score, more on that later, you know, the price, and, and you can actually see the price history here, um, the review count, and how old the listing is. Now, here is what I like, and a lot of you guys don't even realize that this is here, but under the sales overview, all right, so th this is your sales overview. You can see it over uh, a month. Let's actually go to like the last 60 days right here. Um, and you see these little dots. Now, now, first of all, just just by itself, this is interesting. I can see that, you know, there's obviously a lot of peaks and valleys with my sales. I might actually go to units. I like, I like looking at sales by units instead of by um, dollar value. Now, there's peaks and valleys here, but do you see something here as I zoom in? There are these dots. You guys see these dots right here? So what these dots are is if you have Helium 10 alerts set up, anytime there is an alert that you're tracking, um, it's gonna plot itself on this graph chronologically. Like for example, on Friday, August 26th, this listing got a new five-star product review. On, what is this, August 28th, there was a new four-star review. Now, you know, this coffin shelf is not selling much these days, you know, like what, four, five, six units a day. Um, you know, there's nothing that's going to be major, but how can you use this? Like if I got like two or three, uh, maybe three-star or one-star reviews, I'd be curious. I'm assuming you guys would be curious too, to see, does that have an effect on sales? All right. You know, does my sales go down? because I got these bad reviews or some of these other alerts that could happen. Let's just continue on here. Here's a transfer status change that, you know, I run in Helium 10 inventory management. So it said, hey, I need to send some more inventory in. Um, here's a five-star product review. There's something I'm looking for here though. It's actually something that happened to a lot of sellers. Here it is right here. Look at this, Wednesday, September 28th. This was a big deal for a lot of sellers. Product category changed. Okay, so what happened if you were listening to the Serious Sellers podcast weekly buzz that we do, uh, we actually broke this news um, because we were hearing it from a lot of our users where towards the end of September, a lot of people got their categories changed on Amazon and not necessarily changed. Not everybody was changed, but it was like they added new subcategories. And some people noted that when this happened, even though it didn't get changed, they just added a new subcategory. They were actually de-indexed for a lot of keywords, like a lot of their main keywords, not only were they not ranking for them anymore, but they weren't even indexed. So they couldn't even, you know, like run PPC on them or anything. So it definitely affected their sales. So this is important because like, let's say that happened to you or this happened to us. And I'm like, okay, well, wait a minute. Do I need to be freaking out? Like a lot of other sellers did because their sales went down. And as you can see, Overall, the sales has kind of stayed pretty steady after this. So in this situation, I can see the day that Amazon did something to me, and then I could see that it didn't affect sales too, too much. As a matter of fact, a couple of days later, I had the biggest sales day I had in a month, all right? Now, here's the other thing. 
I did some experiments, all right? I added a new title on Monday, October 3rd. Sure enough, Helium 10 Alerts picked it up. It said, hey, product title changed at 6.26 p.m. on October 3rd. So again, if I'm doing some split testing, maybe I'm curious, all right? Did my title change have a positive or negative impact? It's too, still too early to say, but I don't have to guess when I made that change or kind of see what, uh, you know, what, you know, or get, you know, guess what the effects were. I can see it all graphed right here. So this is strategy number one, guys. See some top level information on your own listings with listing analyzer. And then also, um, you know, see what effect critical events uh, have had on your, uh, um, on your account. Now, other things that, you know, Helium 10 Alerts is looking for like price changes. Maybe you, uh, um, you raise your price up. Maybe you lowered your price. Uh, maybe you ran out of stock. All these things that you might be getting alerts for, negative seller feedback, positive reviews, negative reviews. If alerts, if you have activated alerts and are getting alerts on it, it's going to plot itself on this graph. So this is a, you know, highly slept on feature of List Analyzer. All right. Number two, how to check the history of your main BSR and subcategory BSRs. You know, now most of you guys know who have been using Helium 10 since 2017, since we had a Chrome extension, you've always been able to see the BSR history. Uh, but it's mainly the parent category BSR history that you can see, you know, health and household or home and kitchen or things like that, right? But now with Listing Analyzer, if you're looking um, at a product there, uh, this is for your own product or other products, we are now mapping out the subcategory BSR. Um, and you can see the whole history. Most of them, you know, pretty much, you know, stay aligned. You know, when, when your BSR in one floating shelves goes down, your home and kitchen, you know, BSR goes down here. Now, notice here what happened. Uh, I hope you guys can see this on the screen. Those of you watching this on YouTube, notice how over here on September 28th, there's a third line that appears. And it's because it, all of a sudden we, we have a BSR now in racks, shelves, and drawers. Now, me, I don't have to wonder what the heck is this dang orange line right here on September 28th. Do you remember what I talked about in strategy number one? We have the alerts thing. And if I look here at September 28th, what do you know? Product category changed. And then so sure enough, Helium 10 detected that there is a new subcategory where BSR is being tracked. And so now we have three BSR lines that we can track. So th this is cool, guys. I think this is important. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about this in Market Tracker, but I, I, I've said before that BSR is not that important, all right? And, and that's in the sense that um, of how some sellers talk about it, right? Oh, my BSR went down, or oh, I'm gonna do this so my BSR goes up or something like that. That's, that's nonsense talk, guys, all right? BSR is great for measuring your your relative sales or your relative you know sales velocity with your, competitors in your category. All right. That's what BSR is good for. BSR is great. If you don't have a tool like Helium 10 and you're wondering if somebody is selling more or less than you, you know, theoretically without Helium 10, without other tools, you just like every hour of the day, start mapping out the BSR of you and some competitors. You'll be able to know who's selling more or less. Right. But when you have, when you know your own sales, like when you know your own sales, that's when BSR in the sales sense is meaningless, guys. You literally know your own sales. So like, for example, guys, let's think about weather, right? Let's just say that there was a ranking system of how, hot, you know, the, the 100 hottest cities in the country you live in, all right? 
the and a subcategory of California, let's just say, is, would be the subcategory. Top 100 of California, top 100 in USA, all right? And so if your concern is how hot it is, like, hey, I don't want it to be 70, I don't want it to be 95 degrees every day like it is in Florida and Las Vegas. You know, I want it to be 75 like it is here in sunny Southern California, all right? I want it to be 75. If that's what's, you know, that at the end of the day is what's important to you, all right? Now, it would be like, you know, the way that people sometimes think about BSR, it's kind of like they're focusing on their rank, all right? Even though that all they care about is, or what's really important to them is how hot it is or how cold it is. But instead, they would be only, like the weather stations would only be talking about, all right, you know, San Diego, you know, moved up from 35 to 33 today, you know, without saying the weather. No, that, I mean, that, that doesn't mean anything to you, right? Like, hey, my, the the we moved up from 37 to 31 today. Does that really tell you anything? No, it just tells you where your rank is compared to, you know, the other cities. But nobody, you know, when you're trying to look at a weather forecast, what do you care about? You want to know the number, you know, what's the temperature so that you can, you know, wear a Hawaiian shirt outside or you got to put on a sweater or something like that. All right. So, guys, it's the same way when we think of BSR. All right. Sometimes sellers are like, you know, wondering about like, man, I, I got to make sure I'm making a lot of sales. I want to increase my sales. They literally say that. So I'm going to increase my BSR. No, BSR is a function. It's a ranking that's based on the sales. All right. So what you care about is the temperature in degrees. It is your actual sales. And for your own account, you know your own sales, right? Because you can see in Seller Central or in Helium 10 or wherever what your sales are. Even for your competitors, all right, you've got X-Ray and Helium 10 with estimations on their sales, all right? So stop thinking about, oh, I got to improve my BSR uh, or I, I, I don't know, you know, my BSR is down. What, what do I do when they're really talking about sales? Now, that being said, all right, number one, I'm not, BSR is important. If there was no BSR, Helium 10 wouldn't be able to even make sales estimations based on your competitors because it would have no kind of frame of reference to do that. So that's why BSR is important. The other situation where BSR is important is when you hear people saying like, oh man, my, I'm having a slow month. You know, I'm having a slow month. They know what their sales are. And that's why they say I'm having a slow month. You know, maybe their sales were 1,000 last month and now it's 500, but they're having a slow month. I wonder, is it just me or... Are my competitors having this as well? And so that's when BSR, guys, is important and gives you extra insight because if your main competitors are all in the floating shelves or rack shelves and drawers category, all right, and your BSR stays the same but your sales are down, guess what? That means probably everybody is down, all right? So it's not just you. Now, your sales could go up, but let's say your BSR gets worse. In other words, you go from 500 to 1,000. Well, guess what? In that sense, even though your sales are up, you might be growing at a slower rate than your competitors thinks that BSR. So let's please, please, please have it together when you guys talk about the importance of BSR. If you're talking about, oh, I want to increase my sales, say that. Don't say I want to increase my BSR. That BSR is just a, a result of your sales going up and down compared to your competitor sales going up and down. All right. So there was a little mini rant, but I just drives me up the wall. When, when people and even experts out there, they keep talking about how BSR is important and, and it is important, but not in the way that people talk about it. The way that BSR is important is measuring your relative position and sales velocity 
compared to your competitors. But you don't even need BSR if all you wanna know is, are you selling? You have seller central for that, you can see, all right? Anyways, that's why it's kind of cool to look at your category and subcategory BSR history. Let's say your sales goes up. Well, take a look at your, your BSR chart. You know, did, did it also go up or did it go down or did it stay the same? All right. So that's when you can use BSR. And now you can see your top category BSR and your subcategory BSRs inside of Listing Analyzer. All right. I got to pick up the pace. I've only done two strategies here and I've got like eight, uh, nine to go. Number three in Listing Analyzer is how to see your page views and sessions and how they relate to sales, all right? This is something that's in Seller Central, you know, called business reports. You've always been able to see that, but very, only recently can you now see that in Helium 10. So if you enter in uh, your product, you know, you can't look at this for your competitors because, you know, we're, we're not like hacking people's accounts, but if you have your own uh, listing analyzer account connected to Helium 10 and you select your own product, you'll now have under detail page and traffic conversions, you know, through this date range that you entered, how many total sessions, how many page views, what's the page view rate, how many units were ordered. And then it, you can plot on the graph the correlation be, between it. Now, what I always have done just in Seller Central, not in Helium 10, because Helium 10 didn't have this, what I would do when my sales would go up or down, and again, I have that right here on this page right here, like maybe um, I want to look on August or let me, let me look here. Where's a bad day that we had Monday, September 26. We only sold two units. All right. So I could go down here to this graph and then look on September 26, only sold two units. You know, did, did my page sessions go down? And the answer is not, not too much. You know, my page sessions have been pretty, pretty, you know, steady. But th this is what you would do. You would look at your page views. You would look at your sessions and then see how it ties to your unit uh, units order. Now, this is important to look at, all right, that you're plotting the history. Even if you're even if you're not correlating it to the sales, I always like to know, you know, week by week, what's going on with my page views and sessions. Because if I ever see a big increase, I want to know what keyword might be driving this increase if there is like a certain keyword that's doing it, because maybe my organic rank went up and then my page views went up. And if my sales went up too, guess what? That's when I'm like, hey, I'm gonna star this keyword because this keyword has a direct link to my page views, which in this case has direct link to sales. This doesn't always happen. Let's say you, you do some kind of campaign and you increase your page rank, your organic page rank, uh, of a keyword from 33 to two. You spend a lot of money in PPC or whatever to get there. But, and you see your page views go up, but your sales doesn't go up. Guess what? That keyword must not be converting, you know, too much for you or wasn't that important. You know, I wouldn't, you know, try and pay a bunch of money to try and make sure it stays um, at the top there, all right? So this is where this information can come in handy. On the flip side, all of a sudden, randomly, my page views and sessions go way down. Well, I'm going to wonder, like, did one of my keyword rank go down? I better go check keyword tracker now to see which of my main keywords my keyword rank went down. You know, when you just look at page views and page sessions, a Amazon is not just is not telling you which one goes down. Now, they have some new metrics in search query performance that that tell you a little bit about this, but it's not it's not completely clear and it's not uh, showing all of like your organic and paid views. So I would look at keyword tracker to see which keyword um, might be the reason why my page views and page sessions went real, way down or way up. So great 
uh, thing to look at graphically instead of having to enter in dates nonstop and just look at it at a granular level inside of Seller Central. Number four here in Listing Analyzer is how to see how many keywords you are in the top 10 for and what the total search volume is. So again, on this same page um, right here, as you scroll down, I can see some more information here about my ASIN. You know, it's kind of like if you think of black box and x-ray put together, I can see my monthly sales and shipping details and things like that. But if I scroll all the way to the right, I can see here my number of images, uh, how many variations I have, and how many top 10 keywords I have, how, you know, how many keywords organically are showing up in the top 10, and then the total combined search volume of those top 10 keywords. So my page one reach or my top 10 reach is actually very small in the coffin shelf right now. It's only 5,000. All right. So that's very interesting. Uh, I scroll down here. I could see more things such as the listing quality score analysis. Um, it's very interesting. I'm doing an experiment right now. As I told you guys, I changed my title. I made it actually under 150 characters. And so this gave me a bad mark, you know, on that, but it's just an experiment that I'm running. And then down here uh, at the bottom of listing analyzer, I can see what are some of my top 10 keywords that I have that are above 500 search volume. And if I wanted to go look at the rest of these uh, keywords, I would just hit this button, see full list of keywords in Cerebro. All right, so that's everything I just said so far is I'm looking at either my product or a competitor's product, just a single product. Now, the other thing that you can do um, is add a whole bunch instantly to listing analyzer. And I can do that either just copying and pasting ASINs right into listing analyzer, or I can go in helium 10 X-ray, the Chrome extension. Maybe I'm on the search results of coffin shelf and I can just select uh, as many uh, ASINs as I want. I think like up to 10 or so, and then hit run listing analyzer. And when I do that, all of these ASINs are now going to show up in a multi ASIN search. And I'm still going to be able to, to see, um, you know, some, some, sales estimate overview and the category and subcategory BSR of the main product that I entered. But here, this is now strategy number five is I can compare the strength of the competitors in a niche. All right. I see all these competitors that I entered in from, from X-ray. And then I could see in an instant, like, all right, we've got uh, four five or four from USA, one from Australia, one from China. I can see their BSR. I can see the price history. Um, as a matter of fact, um, right here, you will notice, let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, right here, you'll see that it says $26.97. I actually raised this price up. Why? Because I noticed that the main competitor who always had his price, like I swear it was like at $23 or something. Sure enough, look at this. See, right here, I know you guys can't see this, what I'm doing on the podcast, but you guys can do this on YouTube. What I can do is I can actually click on the price history. And I knew this competitor has had Amazon's choice forever, and he's always been priced at $23.99. But look what he did three days ago. I could see the history. He raised his price to $29.99. So I lowered my price to $26.97. But now I just raised this price um, today, as a matter of fact, because when I was preparing this, I saw, I noticed that he raised his price. And so, you know what? I'm going to raise my price too, get some more uh, profit. The other thing that I like looking at is right over here, I can actually see the age of all you know, the top player. So if I had a whole bunch, you know, like if this was a new niche that I was just kind of like doing some product research in and I saw a bunch were less than 10 months or less than five months, I, I'd like that, you know, because it shows that everybody's, you know, semi new. Um, I could see the number of images in an instant that everybody has. That's another great way to know how strong the niche is. Um, I could see, and here, here's what I like. 
the top 10 keywords, all right? So a lot of these competitors have 30 or 40 or 50 top 10 keywords. There's only one guy that only has 18, but take a look at the top 10 search volume. To me, that's more important than just how many top 10 keywords they have. Of those top 10 keywords, where is their search volume at? And so I can see that there are two competitors here who are just dominating, one with 35,000 and one with 21,000. Meanwhile, our Project X one only has 5,000. So you see here, we are lacking in this regard. So I would, this would prompt me to go check what's going on with these guys. At the same time, let's say that I was a new coffin shelf coming into the market. I'm just looking at all of these others. I might like this. I'm like, wow, look at these two guys. These two guys here have 20,000 search volume for top 10 keywords and 35,000, but everybody else has between five and 10,000. So I might determine, you know what? This niche is kind of like right for the, for the picking. All right, like I'm gonna go and crush these smaller guys and and be one of the top three that have you know a lot of uh, keyword uh, search volume um, reach, all right? Now, the other thing that I like to look at uh, on the same exact page, this is the last thing to do here in Listing Analyzer or the last strategy, is I like to look at the strength of their keywords. Uh, by the way, I can actually look at, you know, this almost could have qualified as a uh, strategy, but I can look at their average listing quality score um, and I can look at some competitor analysis, but I like looking at the top keywords analysis. So what this does, it takes a lot of the keywords that multiple listings uh, have in the top 10, and then I can see who is crushing it, all right? Who is crushing it? Here is this product, all right, that has, um, most of the sales, right? And look at this. They have a one, number one, number 10, number 16, number three, number six. So they are just on the top of the page for a lot of keywords. Now, I love to see if I, if, if these are really the top five competitors in a niche, I love to see listings like this one here in the middle where they only have one keyword that's in the top 10. The rest, they're all over the place on page one and page two right? If you see multiple products like this, that means there could be opportunity where there's only one competitor who's got their keyword, you know, kind of uh, game on point. All right. So this is just a great way to see the strength of the competition. And this isn't to say that if everybody was all top 10, that's, oh my goodness, you know, you can absolutely never sell in this niche or something like that. No, but it's, just, it's something that could kind of make the barrier of entry less if you saw a lot of weak competitors. I actually just realized there's one other strategy, which is probably one of the best strategies of all listing analysis. I totally forgot to do. So there's really seven strategies here in listing analysis. Let me just show you number seven right now. And that's this one button right here where it says media comparison. If I click media comparison, it maps out all of these products that I put into listing analyzer, all of their images and their videos so that instantly I can get an idea of the niche theme. Like for example, one thing that jumps out to me now that I have this open is I can see that every single main competitor has at least one or two images that are details of the, the dimensions of the product. Every single one of them has at least one or two of these images. So that just shows me, hey, you know what? This obviously is important to the customers in this niche. I better make sure that I have it. Um, I see multiple competitors zooming in on how their coffin shelf attaches to the wall. Um, so that might be, uh, you know, something that's important. Um, it, maybe I would have seen that, you know, Hey, there's multiple competitors here who only have two or three images. That would have been interesting to me. Um, maybe I'm like intrigued by how this one coffin shelf has a lot of red in their background that really like makes it pop. But 
This is a, a way that we've been telling people to like, hey, analyze your competitors, see how many people have videos, see what kind of images they have, and then give this, show this to like your graphic designer or production scheduler or your photography scheduler and say, hey, this is the theme that's working here. What can we do better, all right, without completely trying to redefine the wheel? You don't wanna copy exactly what they're doing, but hey, if, if there's some general themes that are working, like, hey, dimension, you know, pictures of dimensions, you've gotta do that. What if your designer uh, or your graphic designer or photographer doesn't have Helium 10? No worries, you just hit this export button and it is going to uh, export this into a PDF and then you could just give this PDF right there to your designer. So super cool um, function right here. Media uh, analysis this is available for like Diamond and um, for Diamond and Up customers. Uh, this media analysis or media comparison button. All right, let's let's switch gears now and go to Market Tracker. Now this is just the regular Market Tracker. This should not be confused with our Market Tracker 360 program, which is for you know like super high level sellers, you know, doing seven, eight, nine figures who want to get like really crazy um, in-depth analysis. All right. If you're interested, if you're a seven, eight, nine figure seller, you want a, um, you know, demo on how to use that tool, go to h10.me forward slash MT360, MT for Market Tracker 360. All right. This is the, what I'm going to show you guys right here. And I'm going to give you guys five strategies is the regular Market Tracker that we, we've had for about two, three years now in Helium 10. All right. The first strategy I wanna tell you guys about is how to see the history of your market sales. All right, so the way that you hopefully set up Market Tracker when you first do it is it's gonna ask you which one is your product and then what are one, two, three, four, or five main keywords that describe your niche. So I only picked actually three keywords to describe the niche of Coffin Shelf, and that's Coffin Shelf, Coffin Bookshelf, and Coffin Decor. Uh, in retrospect, maybe I could have just gone with coffin shelf because this is such a small niche that this is really, you know, if I'm looking for coffin shelves, I, I could just probably stick uh, stick with this keyword. But I went with three keywords. And anyways, right here, this is the market volume, all right? So this one other line means how many track products. Like here I went from 10 to 27. So I added a whole bunch of products that were probably that I, I considered my competitors that I wasn't tracking before. But this dark blue line is what's important because this is the market volume. Now, this is important, guys. This is goes back to what I was talking about, BSR. You know, sometimes there's people out there who are like, hey, my sales are down. You know, what can I do? And and you don't need to ask that because you can just look at your BSR and, and see, you know, how you're doing. Or better than BSR even is look at this because this is, you know, BSR is taking your whole subcategory. You know, like Helium 10 is in the float or the Project X coffin shelf is in the floating shelves category. 99% of the products in the floating shelves category are not coffin shelves. But 100% of the products that I am selecting to do in Market Tracker are by definition coffin shelves. Otherwise, I'm not marking them as my competition. So I'm looking at this Helium 10 sales estimate for all of these products that I myself designated, not Helium 10, but me. I designated these as part of my market. Uh, and I, you know, who better knows your market than you, right? You know, you know better than Helium 10 who's your main competitors. We might have an idea, but at the end of the day, you decide who your main competitors are. And then based on that, now I can see a history of the market volume. So I know if my sales are up or down, how does it relate overall? And you can see that the market is getting, you know, since July there are more and more overall sales, you know, went from 20,000 to 30,000. 
Now it's hovering around forty to forty-five thousand dollars of sales of coffin shelves per um, per month. All right. The next thing, number two in Market Tracker that you can see is what percentage of your market that your sales make up. All right. That first strategy. Think of that as the whole pie. What is the size of the pie, and how has that pie gotten bigger or smaller? All right. Um, so as you saw, the pie was going from thirty thousand in July to. 40,000 and now 45,000. Now, what at this moment in time, what, how big is my slice of the pie? And that's the second thing that market tracker can, can show. So here is my market share. My, the, the, we, the reason the, or the way it knows which ones are my products are because I am selecting them. You know, I'll show you guys how to do that in a little bit. I'm selecting them. So right here, I can see my slice of the pie, my piece of the pie is 21%. All right, 21% of that $44,000 or whatever I had said, all right? So there's number two of what Market Tracker can do, a real simple one right there. Now, number three is how to see the history of your market share, all right? This is where it's important. How has the history of your slice of the pie gone, all right? And that's number three, and arguably one of the most important things that Market Tracker does is I can actually see my market share Look at this. There was a time when my market share was 43%. That means out of every coffin shelf sale that was happening, my revenue was 43%. But look at this. The other players have been coming on strong, and now I've been going down, and I've leveled out now at about 20 to 22%. So this is where also you don't have to ask, hey, are my sales down? Is it anybody else's sales down? Who cares if somebody else in the Helium 10 Facebook group sales are down? What what did I mean? Do you know what they sell? Are they selling coffin shelves too? Then then who cares what they say? Maybe their sales are 10x because they're selling something about the Mandalorian that, that's coming out soon or something like that, right? So so like, you know, what does that have to do with me selling coffin shelves? Stop asking in the Facebook group, guys, whose sales are down because it's meaningless unless you know what that person is selling. This is what you should be doing. Look at the market share history and you'll know if your sales are down compared to your comparison. Yeah, Helium 10 sales are kind or Project X is kind of down because I've gone from like 30% down to 21% of the market. So this would prompt me to, you know, try and figure out what is going on. So guys, make sure you have that set up. And never again, if you have this set up, ask if other people's sales are down you have the number one answer right here in Market Tracker. Number four. Now, this next part here is, is one of the key functions of Market Tracker, and it's to get notified when there's new players in your niche, all right? Historically, you know, and, and if you don't have Market Tracker, you still got to do it this way, but you got to check your main keywords like every day or have a virtual assistant or an employee do it where every day you're going and checking page one, two, three, four, and then seeing if there's any new movers and shakers who are moving up the ranks in the coffin shelf niche, right? And then have some report where you, so that you can start monitoring them. You don't have to do that. Helium 10 is doing that for you based on the this market that you created. And if you put the right keywords in there, we are going to tell you, hey, do you want to track this? So here's all the coffin shelves, for example, right now that you guys can see on the screen that I've been tracking. And then let's see if there's any new coffin shelves that are, are, are coming up. I'm gonna go ahead and um, or I'm actually on page two. Let me go to page one here of these coffin shelves. All right, so here is one. Collective home coffin shelf, all right? This is definitely a coffin shelf. I had, I've never ever seen this product before. It's probably new, let me, let me just take a look at it here. But yeah, look at this, it has zero reviews, 
brand new product. Um, they've got like a skull in the background. That's kind of interesting. Whatever. I don't know if this guy is going to uh, do a threat, is pose a threat, but I, I didn't know about this product. How is it here? Helium 10's algorithm found it. And it's like, hey, we have noticed this is a new mover and shaker in your niche. Potentially, you know, we're not going to tell you dogmatically, this is definitely your competitor, but do you want to track this? And I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to say, yes, I want to track it. So this is great, a great way without having to like analyze all your keywords and making charts and stuff. Let Market Tracker find the competitors and it's going to inform you when you may or may not have somebody new to um, uh, to target. All right. So lastly, here's something, the last one of the day, unless I think of something else here. This is what I love about Market Tracker and it's, it has nothing to do with the original purpose of Market Tracker, which is kind of like the, the top four functions that I told you about is what it's mainly for. But strategy number six, guys, for Market Tracker is how to get ideas for product targeting PPC campaigns or product line extensions. Let me explain to you what I mean. I just showed you in step number four that it's finding me new coffin shelves, but not everything it finds is coffin shelf. For example, take a look at this here. Um, this is a coffin mesh jewelry holder organizer. I don't know what the heck this is, but it's shaped like a coffin. And I guess you put your jewelry in it or something. Now, will I consider this my competitor? No, I'm actually going to hit the button ignore here because I don't want to add this to my market. But guess what? This is probably a great target that I could do for PPC. Because if you are a weirdo who likes putting trinkets into a coffin shelf or a shelf shaped like a coffin, you might be weird enough to want to put jewelry into a coffin shaped jewelry holder, right? Yeah, it makes sense. So this would be somebody that I might want to target in PPC. And guys, I have done this multiple times where if I look at my auto campaigns and PPC that also show me on ASINs, I have converted on random like spooky products, spooky decor products, right? Where it wasn't a coffin shelf, but but because Amazon's algorithm with the auto PPC campaigns starts putting me on these other pages, people are like, wow, wow, you know, I was looking at this, you know, skull shaped, whatever, and I saw this coffin shelf that's right up my alley, you know, let me go ahead and buy it, right? And then I went back to Market Tracker it had showed me that product from before and I just never even paid attention to it, all right? So a lot of times what you might um, you know, convert for in PPC, you can get ideas from that in, in, in Market Tracker um, here. And so I would, add, I would throw these, the, the products that you see here that seem relevant to your general you know, customer avatars, likes and dislikes, I would throw these into a couple tests like product targeting campaigns, potentially sponsor display campaigns if you think, if you really feel strong about it. But this is a great way to do that. In addition, it's a great way to look for new products or product line extensions. You know, the Coffin Shelf, Project X Coffin Shelf brand is Manny's Mysterious Oddities, all right? And we're selling coffin shelves. Let's take a look at some of these other products that, that we see here on this page. I showed you that coffin jewelry holder. Uh, here, a coffin cabinet knobs. Think about that. It, wouldn't that be a great product for Manny's Mysterious Oddities? I might keep that in mind. Here's another one. Small coffin glass jewelry box. All right. Here's one that I definitely wouldn't have thought of. A black skull candle set. You know, I didn't put these products here, guys. Helium 10's algorithm was smart enough 
to understand that these could be part of the niche, even though they might not be, you know, full on coffin shells. Let me look at some of the other ones. Look at this one. Oh my goodness. This is a great one to do. Gothic Halloween decor, coffin shaped candle holder. Like that would have crushed during, during Halloween. Um, what else do we have here? A, oh, here's another coffin shelf. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, I'm going to go ahead and put, yes, I want to track this one here. Let's see some of these other ones. Here's a coffin. Uh, I don't even know what the heck this was. A, a metal rose coffin floral decor product. Here is a, oh my goodness, look at this. I got to sell this. I don't know, you guys might sell this before me. Coffin-shaped bath mat, all right? You know, if I'm buying a coffin shelf, why wouldn't I want a coffin-shaped bath mat? But all of these guys, I, I mean, without even doing product research, I just came up with four or five ideas for product line extensions that I could do um, for my product. I just thought of another one, that, that bath mat. What, 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 how about a coffin-shaped welcome mat for your front door? I mean, the, the possibilities are endless here. But why did I even think of that one? Because I was looking at Market Tracker. Here's another great one that I didn't show you. You know what? I'm going to put this on my screen because this is pretty cool. Gothic knife holder, but it's a knife holder that is shaped like a coffin. That's genius, guys. I mean... It, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. When we did Project X, guys, there was nothing coffin-shaped on Amazon. Look at what we created with Project X and everybody trying to copy us with coffin shelves. And a lot of these companies are the ones that were the original ones who tried to jump on the coffin shelf bandwagon. They probably watched Project X and were like, hey, let's go ahead and do this. And now they're coming out. Like, we just created this whole new niche on Amazon. It is absolutely insane here how many coffin-shaped things. But did I have to go searching black box or searching Amazon trying to find, you know, ideas and analytics? No, I can just look here and this is what's going to start my rabbit trail to, to, to do some research on some potential product line extensions or PPC product targeting campaigns because I had the right keywords in my market tracker and the Helium 10 algorithm is finding me potential products. So there you have it, guys. These are two tools that we have that I think people sleep on. All right, listing analyzer. People are sleeping in that. I, I guarantee, guys, be honest. How many of you out there, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, put it in the comments, how many out there have not even used listing analyzer in the ways that I, I talked about today? How many of you out there have not used market tracker in these five different ways? We just went over 12 different strategies, guys, that I know 100% can help your businesses. Now, this is whether you're a brand new seller whether you're a six-figure seller, a seven-figure seller, eight-figure seller, whether you have vendor central account, whether you have seller central account, this is like, these are universal strategies that can help your Amazon business. You know, whether you're selling in Amazon USA, Amazon Canada, Amazon India, Germany, UK, United Arab Emirates, these are uh, all, you know, marketplaces that you can use these strategies, for example, from listing analyzer. And so guys, I want you using this right now. All right. So turn off this episode as soon as it's done, get into your helium 10 account, go into listing analyzer, go into market tracker, set them up and then start, you know, benefiting from all of the levels of information. I mean, this is stuff that people pay for like other tools to do. All right. They're paying to get this same information, like a hundred, 150, $200 a month, because they don't realize that they've got it already and you guys are already paying for it right inside of Helium 10. So use all these strategies, guys. I hope you en are enjoying this series of seller strategy, uh, seller strategy masterclass. 
next month, I'm not sure which tools I'm going to use. I'm going to take a look and see what's going to give you guys the best leg up for your 2023 sales. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye now.